Be Wealthy and Smart, Episode 17. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. I want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the show. This has been an amazing experience, and I'm getting great feedback. We're moving up in the rankings, and thank you so, so much. I hope that you are telling your friends about the show and subscribing to it. And that little down arrow next to the subscribe button on your computer allows you to send a link to family or friends, and you can also do that on your smartphone. Uh, You can subscribe, you can share it with family and friends. And I really appreciate that. I want to give a shout out to Sean, who is listening while he's training for a marathon. And he told his wife and his mother to listen to the show, which I love that. And he he took the time to write a review. So thank you to Sean. I really appreciate it. And hi to Sean's family. Thank you so much for listening. So I want to give you a little bit of a pep talk before we talk about this episode. This episode is why you should work with affluent clients. And the reason I want to give you a little bit of a pep talk is because you may not have your business idea yet. And you may be thinking, well, why do I need to listen to this if I don't have my business idea yet? Well, there's more that we're going to do that will really help you. But I want you to learn the basics about luxury brands and you'll start much farther ahead than most people. You'll get your business up and going faster. You'll get profitable faster. And it's gonna help you clarify your target market, your pricing, packaging, and promotion. And it's okay to learn all of this before you've selected your business. It's part of the process. And of course, if you have a business already, this is going to work perfectly for you. And I hope that you can apply all of this to your business. But if you don't have a business, this can help you stay away from making common mistakes where everyone tries to sell to everybody. That's the biggest mistake that everyone makes that I see is they all want to sell to everybody. And no, you don't want to do that. You want to sell to a specific group or niche, especially especially a high-end group or niche. And you want to choose quality because then you can afford to make a great product and service it well. It's kind of like if you were choosing a business, would you rather be Nordstrom or would you rather be the dollar store? It's up to you, but I'd rather be Nordstrom because I know I could provide quality design and service and I'd have pride and I'd have lots of selection and I'd probably last in business a lot longer because the margins would allow me to do some different things. We can do more advertising. There's lots of different things we could do. We could build beautiful stores. But when you're the dollar store, you're watching every penny, you're dealing with customers who are watching every penny, and you don't have a lot left over to do much customer service or make nice stores or do marketing and advertising. So 
you know, really think about what kind of business you want, but I'm going to encourage you to have a high-end business and high-end clientele. And knowing this is going to help you find the right business for you. So this may seem a little bit backwards if you don't have a business yet, if you don't know what it's going to be, but I promise when you're ready to apply it, it's going to make sense and it's going to help you select your business. So this is okay and this is the right time to listen to it even if you don't have your business selected yet that's okay so learn these principles first and it's going to make sense later so what you're going to learn today is why you should work with affluent clients why the who is more important than the what you're selling and how to create your ideal client avatar so why work with the affluent It's more important than ever, in my opinion, to work with affluent clients. Having affluent clients means your business will survive tough times because you're targeting people who have money to pay you. If you charge more than lower priced competitors, you don't need to make as many sales. And higher prices mean you can afford to have higher margins and therefore stay in business. I believe the real opportunity today is for entrepreneurs to package their knowledge and work with the affluent market. So sometimes people think, well, if I have higher prices, that means I'm not going to have as many clients. Well, you won't have as many clients, but you'll have better clients who can afford to pay you more in the sense that you'll have more profitable clients, not better clients because they're better people, but better clients because they can afford to pay you more. And that's going to help you stay in business longer because you can sell them multiple products, you can cross sell. There's lots of different things you can do when you take on a client who can afford you. So if you're working with people that can't really afford you, that's going to be a much tougher road for you. So I'm going to encourage you to work with the affluent market. And there's a way to create a luxury brand and a way not to do it. For example, three different people might be life coaches and they each can create a different luxury brand and attract the right clients in their own way and without really having competition. The key is knowing how to differentiate yourself and appealing to what the affluent want and then showcasing your unique brand so your dream clients are attracted to you or your product. And that often is called your unique selling proposition or USP What is it that makes you different? What is it that makes these three business coaches completely different people in their things they're teaching, in their backgrounds, in their services? What is it that's making them different? And each one of them could be a luxury brand and each one of them could have plenty of people to work with and not have to worry about competition. So you don't have to worry if there's another uh, company already doing what you want. In fact, I often say there's always a number one and a number two. So there's always an Avis when there's Hertz number one and Avis is number two. There's McDonald's number one and Burger King number two. So you always have room for a number one brand and a number two brand. And if you're in a market where there isn't a number two, like maybe Starbucks is number one, but there's no clear number two that's a national brand. Maybe there's some, uh, you know, maybe Seattle's Best Coffee or some others might come close, but they're not really 
as national or international for that matter as Starbucks. So there's room there for a number two and of course number three and number four and so on. But there's always you always want to have an option. You always want to have a number two brand to the number one brand so that people have a choice. You know, they have a selection and they a lot of times will go to the number two brand. So especially if they're in a town or a neighborhood or a block where they can't find a Starbucks, then they would find the number two national brand. And so there's, you know, lots of room for multiple businesses. So don't worry about the competition. But you do need to create a comprehensive strategy for developing your own brand. And on the last episode show, we talked about the 10 components of a luxury brand. And you need to have those 10 components to make sure that your brand is a luxury brand. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to the 10 components that you need to make yourself a luxury brand or make your business a luxury brand. So in my mastermind group, which is a high level one year coaching program that people come to work with me and sometimes they come to learn about wealth creation and sometimes they come to learn about starting a business and usually both because these are twin pillars of wealth building. But for example, I had clients that I helped create a luxury brand from their existing product. It was actually a service and what happened was the clients had a, a counseling business, a an educational business called Can't Love Without It. Well, it's a very vague name. It sounds a little bit negative. People didn't really know what it was about. What did that mean? And it wasn't attracting the right affluent people. And so we renamed the business Communication Magic with Men. And what they do is they help women admire, appreciate, and respect men more. And the new name implied the business specialized in better communication between women and men who are dads, brothers, co-workers, of course their husbands, and other men in their lives. And it wasn't only about romantic relationships. And now these business owners can reach different high-end audiences and work with corporate clients too. And after changing the name, they planned a live event and got a lot of clients there. They broke a record for the price they had been able to charge for their services. They were now able to charge more and they attracted more affluent clients to their services. So more importantly, with their luxury branding, they're reaching more people and creating a greater impact than ever. And their success has given the owners more confidence in what they do. It's definitely a win-win for their clients and for the two owners. So you want to make sure that you're really communicating what you're doing, what makes you different, what the benefit is in your services. So I see many entrepreneurs lowballing prices or giving away free time, hoping to capture clients later. And when you're starting out, that's fine to have free clients and that creates a buzz and positive energy around their work and that kind of thing. But If you do that too much or you have an attitude of giving away too much for free, I mean, I'm all for free tastes or free samples. You know, just like when you go to Baskin and Robbins, they give you the pink spoon and the little sample, but they don't give you the whole gallon for free. And 
I think people who expect to keep getting your services for free, you're really training them to take from you a lot of free service. And while, again, it's great to give samples and some free consultations, you also don't want to be actually coaching, counseling, and teaching all of your information and just giving that away for free. So you want to, if you are a business, then you want to be charging for that. If you're not a business, then you're in a charity. You're doing a charitable thing and that's fine for the right audience. But if you want to be a business and you're trying to um, build a business, then you need to do it right. So Sometimes entrepreneurs that give away a lot and do a lot of free work then feel uncomfortable charging for their service. And that can stem from a subconscious belief or a mindset problem. And that was something that you should go back to create a wealthy mindset uh, and listen to that episode or go to my website and get the 21 days to a wealthy mindset and start changing those limiting beliefs. So what's the number one thing to know when creating your luxury brand? The number one thing to know is the who is more important than the what, meaning the who or whom you're going to market to is even more important than what you market. Now, this may seem a little backwards, but let me explain. Let's think about Marriott hotels. Marriott Hotels has many, many, many different brands of hotels. And when they're going to create a new hotel brand, they differentiate the hotel based on the customers and the customer's needs. So they don't say, let's go build a hotel in this XYZ city and then figure out what they're going to put there. No, they decide who the hotel is for and then they build the hotel for the market. So for example, one of their brands is called Embassy Suites. Embassy Suites are for business travelers. So business travelers want things like business services and workout rooms, and they want a way to have a fast breakfast, maybe a buffet and a grab and go, kind of a quick coffee and some fruit or cereal or something like that in a little breakfast buffet. So they'll probably build those embassy suites near downtown cities so that as people are coming in or even near airports, so as people are coming into town for business, they will want to stay at the embassy suites. And that's the location and that's the kind of room that they have and the and the sort of feature of the whole hotel. Well, they also own the Residence Inn brand and Residence Inn is built for people who are planning on staying for an extended period of time. So it's kind of more like an apartment or a little bit of a homier atmosphere, a little bit more of the living room kind of atmosphere, like your home away from home. So at the Residence Inn, they might have laundry facilities that are a lot more extensive and things that people need, maybe more a larger refrigerator or kitchen area so that people can actually have groceries and stay there just like it's their apartment or their home. So that's going to be different for that brand. And then they have the JW Marriott brand, which is their high-end luxury resort vacation brand. So that's going to be located in a beautiful setting. It's going to be located probably near the beach 
and probably have a nice big pool and have a luxury restaurant, a steakhouse or something like that. So people on vacation can lounge and spend a lot of money and maybe even a nice spa so they can take some time and relax and do things like that. So again, they don't build the hotel first and then decide who it's for. They build the hotel with the clientele in mind. So the who is more important than the what. They're selling lodging in all those three examples, but the difference is the who that's going to be staying there or whom it's for. So think about your who before the what you'll offer them. The car maker Volvo markets for safety, so moms are attracted to it for uh, the safety messaging for their family, and others are concerned about you know, the driving safety aspect. And cars like Toyota market to those who want reliability at a good price. Whereas Lexus markets to the luxury market. It's more upscale and supposed to be touches of luxury. The funny thing is that Lexus and the Toyota Corolla had the exact same body for their car. It's exactly the same body. And that is crazy that you can put two different labels or two different brands on the same thing, charge different prices and give a completely different perception. But they're vastly different brands that are targeted to different markets. So again, they're looking at the who, not the what it is they're selling. They're marketing to One, in one case, a luxury upscale affluent customer and another, a reliable, practical, uh, wanting a lot for their money kind of customer with the Toyota. And there's lots of products that do this. For example, in cosmetics, L'Oreal Cosmetics is an international brand and Lancome is also an international brand, but they... Uh, L'Oreal owns Lancome and they basically sell the identical products, the identical makeup products under different labels and sell them for different prices. Also, some brands of wine do that. They put different labels on the bottle and one they'll sell upscale and another is lower priced. So many brands will segregate their products to different markets at different prices and they're the exact same product. It's amazing. But they're always very, very conscious of the who. And who is it that they are marketing to marketing to before the what it is that they're marketing. So does that make sense now? So the who is more important than the what. One of my favorite, probably the favorite TV show of mine, and I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do love Million Dollar Listing New York. I have to say, I love that show. And it's kind of crazy because I think the the three real estate agents are sort of a little bit crazy and I'm not really sure I, I much like any of them, but I really love the show. And it's fun to watch because they gear, when they're doing new construction for condominiums, they gear the condos for a very specific affluent market. And... They even mentioned that billionaires are wanting their own high-rise condo building. So they're even marketing to billionaires separately now and using the luxury brand exclusivity and all of those 10 things about luxury brands to market to the billionaires. 
So that target marketing is crucial. So don't make the mistake of trying to be all things to all people. That's a huge, huge, huge mistake. So your action step for this week is to think, who is your audience? Who is the one client, if you could clone just one, that would be your ideal client? Use them as your avatar when you're making business decisions. For example, Warren Buffett, when he writes his investment newsletter, he thinks of his sisters when he writes it, so it's easily understandable to the non-investment community. So think about who is the one client, if you could clone that one, and they would that one person would be your only client to work with, but you'd have thousands of them, who would that be? And I know that's difficult if you haven't figured out your business yet, but do remember this exercise and you can come back to it when you're closer to deciding what your business is going to be. What you learned today is why you should work with affluent clients, why the who is more important than the what, and how to create your ideal client avatar. Have you heard about our super rich and fabulous cruise in November 2014? Well, if you're like most people, you've invested in mutual funds, you have a 401k, an IRA, or other retirement plan, and you or your spouse, or both of you, will work until age 65, so you'll be able to have a comfortable retirement, right? Wrong. How are you supposed to know when the money you have is enough? What if it doesn't grow to the exact magic number you need? And what is your plan if you need more money to feel comfortable? On this cruise, you'll learn how and where to grow more wealth, the best ways to generate income without relying on a job, where billionaires are planning to make their next fortunes, and you can too, how to earn income for the rest of your life from your knowledge and experience, and how to understand bubble cycles and trends to build wealth. I've been talking about how 77% of the wealthy made their money by owning a business, but whether you have a business or are thinking of starting a business, you need to know how to turn your passion and knowledge into products that people are hungry for, how to attract thousands of people to your business for free, how to command top dollar for your products and services, how to understand your highest perceived value that clients will pay more for, and how to create your luxury brand business, price, package and promote your way to high-end clients. Investing like billionaires and creating your luxury brand business are the twin pillars of wealth building and that will put your wealth building on steroids. So join us on this enlightening and luxurious cruise for total rejuvenation of yourself and your finances. For more information go to www.bewealthyandsmart.com forward slash cruise bewealthyandsmart.com forward slash cruise. And I'm encouraged so many people are signing up for the 21 days to a wealthy mindset at bewealthyandsmart.com. If you're eager to start on the first step to wealth, that's your wealthy mindset. Go on over to my website, bewealthyandsmart.com and sign up for the 21 days to a wealthy mindset. They're little daily emails with concise videos, audios, and information to help you change your thinking from lack to wealth in 21 days. How you think is the foundation for everything else we're doing. So get started now removing those limiting beliefs about what wealth is possible for you. That's bewealthyandsmart.com. Well, that's all for today. I'm so glad you're here listening with me. And until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. 
Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.